And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Welcome, everyone. We are live from the bunker once again, and good to have all of you with us. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. Those of you who are returning, you already know that, but there are new people that we get coming in here every now and again, so it's good just to throw that around. We are live broadcasting to Odyssey, YouTube, and Facebook. So those of you who are with us live in the chat, welcome. Good to have you here. And this show is also available in a podcast form on a number of different platforms. So you can find us there if you are so inclined. We've got some new listeners in Latvia of all places. So good to have all of you as well. And of course, uh, besides the live chat, you can always leave a comment, send us an email, live from the bunker at sci fi for mecom suggest topics or guests or people we can invite, and, uh, and we will throw that in. I do read all of the comments and the, the emails. So uh, follow up real quick on last week's, uh, last week's show where I was talking about David Zaslav and, and the whole DC thing. It really does feel like he's just like moving, cleaning house. We've got cancellations of... Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow and the 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 Wonder Twins where we just got the news of who was cast as the Wonder Twins now that project is dead. So, you know, it's it's moving all the time. Today, however, we're going to talk about a different dilemma. We're going to talk about Disney's dilemma. 111.28 is their stock price right now and we're going to talk about this joining me our usual suspects dan danford from the family investment center independent uh, finance and an investment advisor matt stevens and culture casino our special guest today him and his i think i've got i think i've got the the window wide enough for the beard and the mane but uh you you tell me if i need to if i need to go bigger here (laughs) <laughs> no, this this is beautiful. I love this. This is great format. I'm enjoying it so well, far. Thank you. Indeed. Well, it's good to have you here because we, you've been talking about this over the weekend. You had some different people on for a panel yesterday, yeah. and so we're you know we're looking at all of this, especially this you know the stock mm-hmm. price is just going all over the place. It closed Friday, I think, at one eleven sixty three, and over the weekend it kind of fluctuated a little bit, and now we're down again. It was up yeah. earlier today. I saw it at one twelve, and then it just continues. It this is if I'm a if I'm a Disney shareholder, I'm looking at this, and I'm I'm on the phone with somebody, and I'm and I'm screaming, "What's going on?" So what's going on? <laughs> I mean, this is this is a met. How? Where do we start with this? I mean, this has been going on now for a month, and it's and it's doesn't look like it's getting any better. You've got uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Morrell leaving as the communications officer, chief communications officer, after only three months, 
And I guess we could start there because this this feels like it's the beginning of the end, I guess, maybe. I don't know, because he comes from BP, and like you guys were talking yesterday, Culture, he managed the oil spill crisis. So this... he did it masterfully. I mean, you know, talk about a guy who handles crisis like at, at the top level. I mean, it because it, it, PR is crisis management, especially, you know, when you get into these larger issues. And, you know, it, it makes it makes you miss if you're an investor and you know anything about this. It makes you miss Xenia because at least Xenia would have kept like, you know, all of the horses, you know, running in the right direction. And <laughs> it's not Jeff's fault, I don't think. I think I th- he is a professional that of of the, the highest level he's always been very good at at uh, at redirecting the press towards other elements of a story rather than the obviously the negative uh which, which is what pr is all about so i feel like you know you're you're, you're you've eliminated one of the best people at, in this job you know somebody who's done white house communications somebody who's done pr for obviously bp and every all these other corporations and you've replaced them with an activist in a company that's now full of activists, which is is really hurting the 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 the, the share price. It's hurting the share price. It's hurting um, it's it, it's hurting long term long long range speculation. Um, it's it's been it's been interesting, but a company can't maintain losing three percent every trading day. I mean, it, it, I'm being hyperbolic, but it's it's the downward trend has been horrible, horrible. How 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 what does it do? I mean. It could conceivably drop below a hundred dollars a share this week. What does that do to the to the company? The confidence in the company because a lot of their profit comes from parks, mm-hmm. but share yeah. the shares just keep dropping like this. Are are we looking at Disney possibly getting shorted at some point? Dan, Matt, what do you think? Uh, I I don't I don't see it turning around anytime soon. I haven't. I was trying to find the number of subscribers, how many, many Disney Plus subscribers they've lost. Um, I, I was unable to find that. Uh, Casino, have you seen that? I, like, look, I just hear the rumors. We, we've heard a ton of rumors. Um, Three hundred and fifty thousand, a few million. I, I mean, the problem is, is sourcing that information. It's one of the reasons why I try not to report on it. I always say okay. it's been it's been stated because um, you see you see. Numbers like three hundred fifty thousand. When I've been told it's significantly more, you have uh, people that would know that you have, still have close contacts within uh, Disney uh, at, at various levels, saying that they've lost a couple million subscribers in in in, in the U.S. Um, again, it, it, one of the other things that plays in, that's in play here because of Netflix and obviously we're talking about Warner Brothers Discovery and everything else is the fact that I think streaming's been revealed to be the shell game that that it that it was. Really? I mean, that's right. So I think you know again I'm again speculating, but I think that's um, I think that's been revealed to be not the cash cow that it was supposed to be. I don't think they'll hit their targets uh, by by what not is it next year? Yeah, the end of next year, 2024. I don't think they'll be anywhere near their targets. Their ARPU continues to fall because as you expand internationally you're not bringing in the kind of revenue that you do in North America and some of these more, you know, you know, well-to-do markets. And that's, that's killing them. It's killing everybody. I mean, let's just be honest. And I think we reached the point of saturation or maturity. That's probably a better way to describe it. Um, when it comes to these streaming services, I think Netflix bears that out. And I think all of the also rands are starting to run into these roadblocks as well. Yeah. So yeah, I, that I, was I, a lot of things in one thing. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> no, no, I think that's, that's it. And I, I also think, 
you know, there are limitations on marketing and public relations. Okay. Um, you know, you can, you can have the best messaging in the world and it won't overcome a bad product. It just will not. And this is an Amber Heard dumpster fire. Okay. This is, there's, there's not a good way to frame it. It is not the PR director's fault no. that he's having to defend their, their actions here. The, the problem is, is that they, they made some decisions. They announced some things that are wildly unpopular, and it would be really hard for anybody to gloss that over and make it look good. And um, I, I think we're seeing that in the share price. We're seeing it in the fact that uh, he's gone. Um, there's just right now, Disney's an unpopular company. And well, it's probably going to stay that way for a while. It's funny, Dan, that you mentioned Amber Heard because she just p fired her crisis yes. PR team <laughs> in the middle yeah, but, of her in the middle of this trial, and 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 this is just well. I, I, I mean, it just goes to show that there's no way to turn it around. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, they'll they'll make her look as good as they can. The new folks will, yeah, but they can't make her look good. And it's the same, it's the exact same thing with Disney here. Time will tell. I mean, maybe this whole episode will fade and, and eventually they'll turn it around with some great products and things like that. But this isn't about messaging. I mean, it, it just isn't. It's about some wildly unpopular decisions that were made. Yeah. Well, I think people view activism a lot different with negatively impacts their children. And uh, um, it's not going to go away for yeah. a while. No. Well, and and with Morell getting replaced by Christina Shockey, who is a piece of work. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm looking at this. You know, former former to both the Biden and the Obama White Houses has has been in the Clinton campaign. As what I think, uh, let's see, was she deputy communications director yep. of the of the Clinton campaign? This is not an impartial, unbiased. And this doesn't tell me that Disney has learned anything about whether or not they should double down on the politics of this stuff. She looks like a politician to me. So, <laughs> and 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 you shouldn't look you shouldn't list, look to the Biden administration for expertise and how to get better on messaging, <laughs> right? Wow, I, wow. Well, I mean, she was given a lot of credit um, in a lot of the puff pieces out there. You know, introducing her into this new position, talking yeah. about her her uh, her uh, influence when it came to the uh, the the vaccination messaging, right? So, and and I'm thinking. It's not successful if you have a lot of people that are not, you know, you know, signed up for that, you know, think what you will of the whole situation. And, and right. but, you know, and you have science supporting certain things and yet you can't you can't get everybody on board really easily with something for their health. I mean, I don't know that I would have touted that as part of her accomplishments, but they did. So, yeah, well, it's very strange. It, it almost feels to me and, and a lot of people have been making this this observation that. From a corporate standpoint, it feels like there's a rebellion on the inside. There's an insurrection from a certain group, the, the activist groups, that have basically said, we, we definitely do want to 
get into politics. And it sounds like, and I think you guys were talking about this yesterday, Culture, where Jeff Morrell basically said, you're not going to listen to me on this. I'm done. And, you know, three months on the job and he's and he's already out. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, I guarantee you that was kind of a mutual decision because I think I think Chappick's looking for, a, you know, a life preserver at this point. Um, he's uh, he, he they're in a they're in a bad situation. I think everybody's assessment here has been, you know, this isn't going to get better anytime soon. Um it, he wanted to stay. We're talking about Jeff now. That's the one refer to that. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to stay politically neutral. He was one of the guiding lights behind the leaked memo that we got at the beginning of the year with the you know the three the three pillars that uh, that uh, you know Chappick was trying to guide the company with towards I should say. And that he his final part of that statement was that he wanted the audience to 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 be the North Star, you know, the thing that drove the company forward during his tenure. Right. And then he turns around and does exactly the opposite. And, and I, I, uh, I have to say, I mean, you know, uh, you have, uh, you, you, you have activists at every level and every, in every element for, you know, every, every leadership position in the studios, uh, you got Victoria Alonzo, you have Kevin Feige, you have all these people, uh, that are, that are leaning very heavily into the activism in their films, any of the projects they're involved in. Yeah. Uh, you have the theme parks doing the same thing, stepping away from appearance standards and, and, uh, a whole lot of other things, um, you know, and, in the confrontation with guests in the theme parks and things like that. And, and, you know, we mentioned before, theme parks are their cash cow it's 40 some percent or more of their revenue every single year in fact it's been over 50 percent in a few years you imagine that that that's where they and, and that's that's pure that's pure money that's, that's their crazy. that's their cash cow and they and and now you're you've creating situations where fewer and fewer people want to go back or return to the theme parks that's being now reported in many locations you have the theme park experience and value uh being stripped away um, it, th that doesn't go unnoticed by people who have, you know, families. And as uh, Matt mentioned, uh, you, you don't want to send the wrong message to people when you're uh, about their, your family, when you're supposed to be a family company. And that's yeah. what Disney's been selling itself as. Anyway, I talked for a long time. I apologize. So, but... <laughs> sure, not at all. Yeah. Well, that, that, that brings up this whole, you know, this whole Reedy Creek thing you talk about, you know, cause everybody was like, you, well, what they can just move, you know, Colorado said, yeah, you guys can come here. And like, Who's <laughs> how in the world is Disney going to pack up 25,000 square miles of, of property and just, you know, what do you do? You put it all in a shipping container and you move it cross country. Right. You can't do that kind of thing. Buy a bunch of snow plows. So. 50, 50 years of infrastructure they wanted right. yeah, just I'm... pick that all up let's go we have road systems here the whole nine you know I, again it, it, reedy creek allowed them to craft the the ultimate environment yeah. for a vacation i mean and no other theme park has been able to enjoy those privileges i mean let's just be honest um back in the day when the when the that 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 district was created uh reedy creek was created it, it was done through an act Right. It had to go through the same legislative process they just went through. Um, they it was done for a specific reason because they were going to this was a visionary idea by Walt Disney. They were going to have a live, play, work environment all in the same place. That was that's what Epcot was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a living, breathing city. Yeah. of the future i mean that's you know that that was kind of what it stood for epcot uh, experimental prototypical 
community of tomorrow, I think is what the, the, the thing was. But it's just, um, but it never actually came to fruition. The closest they got to it was the celebration community. Right. And, um, beyond that, I mean, they've had governance and, and, and tax benefits that is, is immeasurable. I mean, universal's growth was imagine if universal in the same, in the same area that it is now had the ability to do what Disney did for 40 years, 35 years. Right. Well, and Um, none of the other theme parks have that kind of, that kind of deal in place. I mean, they've all got to pay taxes and, and, you know, fees and, and, you know, submit to the zoning laws and everything else. Dan, you Mm -hmm. look like you had a thought there. What was, well, no, I would, you know, it's, what I've read about it is really interesting, but, you know, they have a legion of uh, lobbyists mm-hmm. and influencers to maintain this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, for at least for me, if you'd asked me about this six months ago, I, I would not have known about the tax concessions that they've had. And I also would not have known at the great expense they go to in order to preserve those tax um, benefits and things. I mean, this has all been revealed through their ineptitude here. Um, and, and from a corporate standpoint, um, you know, I'm, I'm all for openness. I mean, I, I'm one of those guys, I'm an open book kind of guy, but in the corporate world, that's information they would have just soon not been known. Yeah. I'm just saying. And now it's out there for everyone. And uh, that's got to have some implications as well. Well, clearly it already is mm. as to whether they stand or not. We'll see. Well, and, and I've seen a lot of discussion about, you know, if if Reedy Creek goes away, then everybody in the county is going to be on the hook for $2 billion. I mean, there's all sorts of scare taxes out there. I mean, yeah, da- Dave even mentions the cost of travel, park tickets, food, uh, all of that stuff. Everything is expensive. Disney yeah, yeah. World, you go to Disney World, you're spending uh, how many yeah. how many yep. paychecks to, to do this thing? And then, of course, you like you got Galactic Scar- Star Cruiser for, what, $6,000 for, for couple, four nights? Crazy. No, four, four people for two nights. Four people, yeah, two nights. Yeah. And the, the misapprehensions in the media about re- how Reedy Creek works... Uh, and we go back to Valiant Renegades va- video with Andrew from from Legal Mindset because he's be- he's got a really good explanation for all of this. Basically, saying that if this special district goes away completely, then Disney is on the hook for that money because yes. by statute and the way the the Florida Constitution and way various different laws are in pl- are in place. That bond issue, that special district, cannot be spread out into other parts of the counties right. or the other cities. It's it's localized and it's specifically to that particular district. So Disney would still be on the hook for that $2 billion or however much it is yeah. rather than think. But you've got the media carrying the water for Disney saying, oh, yeah, it's going to it's going to cost all this much. But then you have this, you know, the, this. This headline here, DeSantis says ending the status would be a process. Yeah. Reedy Creek's not gone right now. No. They have until, what, 2024, I think is what ne- it is? Ne- next year, July. I believe July 1 next year. Is, 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 is that correct? Yeah. 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 And, and, and in the process, in between now and then, they can work to establish, they could file paperwork to establish a new 
special district that would replace whatever is going on with Reedy Creek now, but it wouldn't have the same privileges as I understand it. As, right? And if I was, and if I was betting, I would bet they will never have another deal as good as the one that they just uh, gave up ever. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, partly because now it's open and transparent. Yeah. I mean, you know, people would not allow that to happen uh, again. I don't think there, you know, there's a good book. I can't, I can't remember the title of it right now, but it's, it's one of the many written about how Disney world came to be. And they talk about some of the tactics and techniques they use to uh, assemble all that land, right? And um, and they they took a playbook, at, they they took a page out of the play, the CIA playbook at one point in time to do some things to make this this thing come together. It's very interesting. I'll have to find the book and I'll get back to you. Okay. Uh, but but it's it's fascinating because um, and again I read all the time. Um, but it's it's they had so many privileges that that any other corporation would just they would lose their mind over they, they, yeah. they i mean it, i know it was hyperbole when it was stated that they could put a nuclear plant on their grounds but they, but they actually literally, can they, they they can do a, they could do a lot of amazing things just there i mean essentially they partnered up with the local utility company there for solar development they've done just in, they they have their own sewer system they have their own water system they have their own trash recycling facilities they, it's it's they you know and and everything is kept in house which means nobody else regulates them now yeah, imagine no, no safety regulations no safety yeah. inspections no zoning zoning restrictions or anything like that yeah and it's all comes down. They have their own comptroller. They have everything. I mean, it's just like when it, whenever I'm on a theme park specific channel and then we start to talk down about this, I'm like, I don't think people realize how unique this was. Yeah. And um, this, and I, I agree with, I agree with Dan. I think, I think this will never happen again. This will <laughs> never happen again. Mindy's got a good question. How do they deal with the workers who pushed all of this and now have cost them? all of this because you know you've you've still got the activist tribes inside the company both at the at the employee level you know the day the daily worker level and then also in the c-suite in the corporate level i mean does bob chapek survive this no oh i don't see how uh, and, and you know the other interesting thing to me about this is you know in general most of us are against discrimination. Yeah. You know, in yeah. general, most of us are mildly positive towards the issues that they became activists about. Mm -hmm. Where we have an issue is the, the, the extent of their activism. And I truly believe that's true in almost, you know, all of these issues. You know, most of us are fine. Live and let live. That's not a problem. We don't want anybody discriminated against. But when they take it to the point where they're trying to alter, you know, 330 million lives on behalf of a few people, that's where the rebellion comes in. Yeah. So interestingly enough, and, and, and I, I just want to interject this real quickly, and I've been dominating the conversation. I apologize. But um, Chappick inherited all of this. And I, I don't think people realize that every every single leadership position, for the most part, was pre-selected on his way out the door. These people were put put in place. Um, they were activist leaders. I mean, you were, consider this. Uh, Mr. Iger was was wanting to run for president of the United States. He had political aspirations. So from weatherman to the you know White House, that's that's, you know, this guy's, you know, plan. So it, it is um, 
it, it, it's being unfairly laid on on Chappick's doorstep, but I don't think he can get away from it. And he had the person, the perfect person in place. And had he followed the strategy to just be quiet for another week, none of this would have ever happened. He well, only especially especially since you know he's got Susan Arnold on his side. Susan Arnold yes. is a lesbian. She's the chair, yes. the chair chairperson of the board, chairman of the board, whatever you want to call it. Cameron Bosch right. has talked about this a number of times. He's basically saying that everything that Chapek did. All of the memos that went out, like that three pillars thing, and we're not going to antagonize our customer base and all of this other stuff, that had to be vetted by Susan Arnold. And if he comes out and he does this memo that basically says we're not going to get involved in the Florida legislation argument, you have to think that she's she's signed off on that. And then everything blows up well how does how does she come out on this one what happens what happens to susan arnold at the end of all of this i don't know she's been there a long time she's very powerful um i I don't know i can't speak to that really i don't think anybody there is looking very good right now um and 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 it's the shareholders who ultimately have the uh you know, the voting authority. The question is, does somebody else come along um, that has enough clout to get on the ballot, number one, and get elected, number two? And I don't know. What kind of action, as far as as far as stocks goes, uh, what kind of action do the shareholders have options? You know, what, what are their options at this point? Do, does somebody sit there and call a vote? Does there need to be some kind of a resolution? Does it, it do we cross a particular threshold before it triggers something? I don't I'm asking out of ignorance because I don't understand any of the stock stuff. But with this dropping as precipitously as precipitously as it has for now, you know, at, I mean, this is the six month trend here. I got to be wondering how, what are the shareholders thinking and what kind of actions are available to them to put a tourniquet on this before the, the entire company goes under. I mean, this thing almost could be penny stock at some point that keeps up. In which case, I'm snapping up a bunch of shares and and, and yeah. wait for it to jump back up, right? Indeed, indeed. I, it it's always traded higher than its actual value. That's the wrong way to say that. I'll, let me rephrase. It, in the last several years, it's it's been trading higher than its actual value. Uh, let's just say that it's been it's been it's been overvalued in the market. Um, yeah, I think the 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 P the P and E is like uh, sixty six point something on it. Exactly. Um, okay. So it, I mean it it's 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 been high. It's been roughly two or three times its its value. Uh, yeah. uh, by, uh, look back at a year. Look at how you're right. Look at how precipitous this crash has been. Uh, look, you got to bring in a new slate. I mean, that's that's what needs to happen at a board level. And, and you know, the, you know, absent absent a, a, a consortium of, of 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 holders getting together and forcing the issue, it won't won't, won't even be considered yeah. until the next meeting, the next. Well, and that and and the slate is always determined by the management team, you know, basically. I mean, it, it, to, to pressure somebody from the outside is really, really hard because they don't you don't get I mean, it's not. It's not nominations from the floor. It's never been that. It is basically uh, the management team proposes a slate and either gets elected or doesn't. And traditionally, the way that um, people express dissatisfaction with management is by selling the stocks. The, the, 
the most likely scenario for something like this would almost be an Elon Musk-ish mm-hmm. kind of thing, <laughs> where a primary or substantial shareholder would become the dissident. Yeah. You know, and say, hey, I, this, I can't afford this anymore. Somebody needs to step up and we need to change how we're doing things. And that very well could happen here. It could, mm-hmm. it could because it, as, the, as yeah. the stock keeps going down. But I have a question, and maybe you guys, someone here can answer this. Um, who's the largest institutional holder right now? Because, because, because I mean, they, they, are the, they are the biggest weight in the room. Right. right, I agree. And, with that. And, and with a lot of these major corps, I mean, obviously, it's it's Boy. funds like Vanguard and and and, right. and, and exactly right. And, you know, those those groups. And so you 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 have to look at who the holders are. And again, if they're not panicking, that tells you something. Yeah. You know, it, I just I don't I don't know. Well, I mean, if I it's see... if it's BlackRock, I mean, you know, we've we keep seeing a number of things yeah. coming out about BlackRock or Vanguard uh, with regard to ESG. And New World Order and World Economic Fund and, you know, all of the all of these conspiracy theories, if you want to call them that, talking about how how BlackRock is part of the problem. Vanguard and BlackRock are the two biggest holders. That's what I figured. Totaling about 15 percent. Yeah. And and that's that's a lot of weight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gosh, you almost you almost feel like maybe Thiel should like swoop in and just like. (laughs) <laughs> right Something elon like musk and peter thiel all together right yeah oh, but but it's just it, it, first of all do you realize how much freak out there would be if musk indicated that he was going to actually yeah. go after disney or right. somebody <laughs> like him you know that he he would uh be in control of a lot of media then oh boy yeah well and that's the other thing it, you you can spin anything you want to in the media because if you just consider how much of the media disney owns it's it's amazing yeah. news networks most people discount you know all of the things that they own it, it is impossible to keep track of just how much that is they have massive real estate holdings outside of the theme parks they have massive control over the mainstream media through abc news they they control everything and and everything has been uh, kind of a weird mess messaging from them uh with uh even even on their sports network espn it's very strange yeah i have uh i have a thing here let me let me look that up matt go ahead and say what you were saying while i'm while i'm looking yeah they haven't done good things with espn either so i think they've done great damage there it's like they don't know who their viewers are yeah have they never been to a football game and looked around so Uh, it's it's guys like me wearing you know team colors you yeah know, and uh you know and, and and bringing you know bringing family members to the game right and uh yeah it's it, it, it this is the biggest problem disney has right now is they they've lost their audience or they they, they they've lost contact with their audience they've lost direction they've lost direction is probably the better way to say it they've lost their direction well i'm sure their management is i bet they're all really good at taking standardized tests so that's have to get there, get your jobs these days. I have so. a couple of a couple of different graphics that line up all of the different things that Disney owns. This is one of them, and then I've got yeah. this one as well. And neither one of them are easy to read until you start to blow them up quite a bit. And yeah. there's a lot here. And and you're right, culture. There's a lot of property uh, as far as like real estate type of yeah. things. It's not just we own Marvel. We own Lucasfilm. We own Pixar. There's there's a lot of stuff here, and and, 
as but as granular granular as this is the this particular image you're showing which you can find on the internet everybody it's out there it's still not even anywhere close it's not even anywhere close to complete it's yeah. not and it's it, this one i think is still a few years old because i think they are including much much of the fox holdings which they weren't allowed to hang on to so but i just it is um it's fascinating. I, I, again, I, I end up talking about this more than once a week now, and wherever I happen to be, and I've, I'm always, I'm, I'm always amazed at how much Disney controls. I don't think everybody realizes that. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. All right, so what we're going to do here, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Fallout, not just for Disney, but what it means other places. Could we talk about Elon buying Twitter? And, you know, that kind of thing. Let's let's uh, let's look at that for a second when we come back right after this. Stand by. Our transmitters are made from hand wavium. This is Sci-Fi for Me Radio. That's a really good question. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. That's a good question. That's a good question. But that's a really good question. That's a great question. When you need to know, count on Sci-Fi for Me to be there asking all of the questions. That's been a question I've been asking myself quite a lot. That's a tough question. This is a rough question. That is a that that is a deep question. Bringing you news and opinion from all over the web. Sci-Fi for Me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. Good morning, Multiverse. Saturday morning at 11, 10 Central, only on Sci-Fi for Me TV. Little rock and roll to get the blood pumping on a Monday. Welcome back, everyone. We are live from the bunker talking Monday, talking Disney. With our usual gang of meddling kids, Dan Danford and Matt Stevens, and our guest, Culture Casino. He's got his own channel on YouTube, and uh, he's also got a gilded uh, account. Now, um, this is something that you guys were talking about yesterday on your stream. <clears throat> Real quick, gilded is the is the discord on steroids is that is that how i understand that indeed yeah that's that's the best way to describe it it takes it takes a wonderful chat concept uh from discord and 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 offloads a lot of other stuff and you end up with a very powerful communication software where you can interact and engage with people more freely uh without a lot of 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 fettering and and you 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 have uh, video uh, audio the whole nine yards everything you get with discord but you have just the the this freedom to create the the community in any way you see fit and mm. unlike discord it's not managed in a way that would stifle anybody's speech yeah so it's up to the individual uh server holder to stifle someone's speech yeah i keep i keep looking at this stuff and you know we're already on 10 different social media platforms we're on discord and i'm looking i was like oh not another one (laughs) (laughs) i'm shifting though it's weird i'm I'm shifting from discord over to over to gilded and then i'll just probably drop discord and 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 again i mean it's it it comes out of a a necessity to to get unfiltered and information you know and and i want i don't want anything to be censored before i see it you know, um, and I guess, you know, if I, if, and believe me, I will decide what is immediately off-putting because I, I have some serious filters in my personal space. But um, it's it's just it's it's a better way to communicate. I mean, and we all do this. I mean, as you mentioned, you're on 10 social yeah. media platforms. I'm 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 I will never 
be back on Facebook. I think Facebook is a, a privacy hole that uh, that you just might as well throw your you know every, all of your personal papers at because believe me, it's it's not the best. But yeah, uh, I I have Odyssey like like you. I have um, I I utilize all these things. Rumble. I I utilize them all in, in any way that I can. And yeah. um, yeah. I, yeah. I I I need them. We subs- we subscribe to the don't put your eggs all in one basket type of thing. And and a lot of it was just. I don't want to get the brand hijacked if somebody else signs up for it and uses our name. Like like what happened with Jeremy over at Geeks and Gamers. Yeah. You know, same kind of thing. I was like, well, okay. So the the fallout from the Reedy Creek and, and, and the potential for the copyright thing to become a thing. Now the, you've got this headline here from Fox Business. Disney's clash with Florida has CEOs on alert. This could have repercussions for other businesses uh, in Florida and even not even in Florida, everywhere. Yeah. What what's the what's the corporate takeaway for others on this? Sitting there going, uh, maybe we should just kind of keep our mouths shut in June for Pride Month. You're going to, I mean, this, some of this started, if you think back, you know, six or eight months ago when uh, Major League Baseball, um, you know, made their choice to leave uh, Atlanta and go to uh, Colorado. And that was people just kind of getting their toes wet. This is like your analogy you just said about steroids. Uh, This is, this is sort of that situation on steroids. And I think it's going to have major corporate backlash. I mean, I do. I think that I think corporations are going to be looking at what they do and say, I mean, corporations, you know, they're profit making machines. If something impedes their ability to make profits, they respond. And so I think that's what we're that's what we're seeing here. This this backlash against Disney is potentially, uh, you know, huge profit killer. Yeah. And uh, I think other corporations are absolutely going to take note. Well, it, you, you, you could actually you could actually take away another thing that this is already happening because look at yeah. what Exxon just did. They yeah. came out and said, we are not going to raise affinity flags yeah. for any of these causes. I mean, because they see the backlash is it will hurt them in the pocketbook, you know, and, and we're talking major oil entity. I mean, there's not there's not going to be a lot of them left here in the very near future. And but in they, Houston, it, of all places, it, because Houston yeah. is one of those those few very solid blue areas in Texas. I mean, you got Houston, you got Austin, and it's it's yeah. When I saw that headline about Exxon, I thought, oh, this is this is the beginning of a of a paradigm shift. It feels like almost. Nice. Uh, it's funny. Keeley says, Elon, please also buy the CW and shares of AT and T stock, Warner Brothers Discovery stock, and Paramount stock. But you you know, I mentioned earlier the the. You know, Zaslav cleaning house. I don't think Elon's got got to mess with Warner Warner Disney because Zaslav seems to be on that same kind of page where it's like, if it's not making money, we're not doing it. Cut he's, the fat. I think he's always had that history. I mean, you know, if you go back and you, you research him, he made Discovery profitable. He yeah. made it what it is. He leaned into you know unscripted and all of this other stuff. He is he is he's a mastermind when it comes to making money, and he knows what wins and what's loses. And you know, for all the faults that Jason Kalar had prior to obviously the the uh, the spinoff here, the Reverse Morris Trust that 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 happened to get Warner Brothers Discovery put together. 
Um, you know, and obviously that was the brainchild of uh, uh, John Malone. But um, he, he, Jason Clark already started to disassemble some of the stuff at, at Warner that was that was dragging it down. Yeah. Uh, the re, the reduction in staff and uh, and uh, office space dedicated to DC Comics and all these other things. Of course, you know those are the small things. But at the same time, he was already in talks with uh, at the time Viacom CBS, which is now uh, Paramount. Right. Yeah. Um, he was already in talks with them to dump the CW. It's for sale. I, I I don't think that's been widely reported. I did a I actually put a video up on the channel today about this. I've been I have been hearing. I'm just going to say it, and it shoots the video in the foot, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> People are going to watch have, your video more than they they watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but but it, it, what it does, it, what's go, it's for sale. It's going to probably be yeah. sold to the largest affiliate owner. Um, uh, of the CW uh, networks, it's, it likely be sold to um, next. Wait a minute! What did I did I do that? Hang on. I like the music. Cool. Where? Did, okay, hold Not on. Not my phone. You, yeah, phone. it's. Uh, sorry, it. I hate auto load videos. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, it happens. That was, yeah. it, it, it ha that's okay. I believe me. Mondays are the days that we wish for <laughs> lasagna and 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 for the, the day to go away. But yeah. I like I said, I I think that you're going to see the CW ownership transfer. So Keely, you're going to get your wish, my friend. So, well, and yeah. we had we had that story uh, when the rumor uh, when the rumor first hit mm -hmm. that yeah we're we're seeing we're seeing the possibility that the CW would go away at, at and it's not it's not like it's a new thing. I mean, the CW no. didn't start as the CW. You had you had the WB and you had UPN and you know when when all of that merged together. But see, you have other things like like Hulu, for example, which is co-owned by Disney. And who, who else has that one? Is that a is that who's the other uh, who's the other company? Her Hearst, Hearst Media Corp. Or, okay. Hearst Interest, it was Hearst Interest, I think. But I think that they've uh, almost com entirely eliminated their their other investors at this point. Uh, because it, I think that the deal with Universal uh, will close at the highest possible stock uh, advantage. And I don't think there's going to be a... I think Universal's probably on their way out the door. I can't remember all of the details here. But yeah. um, I think that uh, I think that they're they're going to be gone. I think that 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 partnership will dissolve all because it, it, theoretically it was already supposed to be dissolved and uh, and I think Hearst was the other uh, primary money there if I'm not mistaken I could be but so we're I looking we're looking at this we're looking at the stock going down and th there's there's a lot of things that are in play here but of course now you've got Doctor Strange two that's about to open this weekend. And culture, yes. you've already said you're not going to go see it. They're projecting. I got a, a headline here from Deadline that they're projecting about 150 north of 150 million domestic for opening weekend. Yeah. And you have this. You have uh, 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 Thor: Love and Thunder that's coming fairly soon. Yeah. You have people that are going to go buy tickets and they're going to go watch the movies and they're going to go see this and they don't have any idea about any of the rest of it. True. And does this offset the bad news enough? And I and I say that whole thing very loosely, but you have your uh, your normies, I guess you could say, the people the people who really haven't been paying attention to any of this stuff, going to see these going to see these films. They're buying the tickets, 
And, you know, how much do they care about any of the rest of this stuff? And does it give the stock price a bump at the end of the, at the you know, this next weekend or, or the or beginning of next week? Do we see a, a little bit of a bump on, on stock price? If it makes enough money, you will. Um, you know, that's, uh, it, again, it's a dollar and cents sign. But if they come in uh, disappointing, uh, you know, it's not going to it's not going to help the stocks at all. Yeah. Um, if, if it's a blockbuster weekend, it'll help some, but it's going to be hard to overcome all this. Well, and, and is uh, ask yourself this question. Is Dr. Strange the Mother's Day film? You're going to take your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Really good point. I think I think uh, a lot of discussion in, has been about the cameos, you know, Patrick Stewart back as Professor X in the yellow hover chair. I mean, I, I will admit I'm a little excited to see that kind of thing. And. I I might go see it this weekend. I don't know. It's it's just going to depend. And you know, we we didn't get a press screening for it. It's coming out, and I'm hesitant about Thor. And of course, we've got you know, Quantum Mania and the Marvels flipping dates because yeah. uh, reasons. I mean, Quantum Mania apparently is further along in getting finished. But that kind of says we don't have we don't have as tight a narrative flow going from one movie to the next to the next. And what does that do in long term? Because the audience will sit there and go, well, well, I don't need to see this one to see the next one now. Yeah, I think you're I think you're going to have more of that. that you're going to have the erosion of FOMO, right? Yeah. Fear of missing out. You're going to have that erosion kick in. I think it's already happened, to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to use a different company because we we're just talking about Warner Brothers Discovery. But in internally, the Batman was a disappointment. Despite the fact that we're getting a sequel, it, it did not perform where they wanted it to. It right. was not their Spider-Man No Way Home that they were hoping that it would be. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home is the, the first of all, Spider-Man's the biggest property in Marvel. It always has been. Um, it, uh, it, it doesn't matter if it's the books, the movies, whatever it is, the, it is their, their juggernaut. It's their A-list character. Right. Um, Dr. Strange is a C-list character. And that's just, you know, the, he, he was created because of some ingenuity and he was going to be needed for some storytelling. So he gets his own film and we get introduced to him. The film opened to, uh, in 2016, it opened to, um, $85 million on their opening weekend. All right. Even with the softer projections that you were just showing us at 150 million plus in mm -hmm. that ballpark, yeah. that's still projected down. That's those numbers are that's called very soft. That's a softening because before we were seeing projections in opening weekend in North American market of over 180 million, possibly 200 million. Wow. Yeah. And that number it, it's going to be interesting to see what that number is. The estimate on Thursday when we start getting uh, early, early screenings, Matt, Matt, you've got a you got a thought there. You look like oh, just uh, Disney grossed uh, the gross revenues last year were sixty seven billion dollars. So if they have a movie that grosses a billion, even if it makes a billion, it's it's not, not much. major. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. and it, and it won't. It, see, that's the other thing. And again, uh, to because you know we talk about normies and things like that. Most people don't understand that. Box office receipts don't equal, you know, to studio revenue. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you're, you're yeah. lucky, you're, you're lucky to pull out 40, 40 to 50% if at best, uh, in China, you're getting roughly <laughs> absent distribution costs and everything else. So you might be getting a quarter of the revenue from the film. Maybe. Well, and Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange two is not even going to play in China no, it's or not. Saudi Arabia or, or Kuwait. Or Egypt, or you're going to keep adding to that list, by the way. There are going to be many, most Middle Eastern companies will not screen the film. Um, Absent an edit to remove some things that they find objectionable, which, you know, so be it. But, um, yeah, and and, and, and maybe this is where Disney is trying to, you know, put on their activist shoes and not cut it for sake of of profitability. Because in normal circumstances, if this were endgame, they cut those scenes out of the films. Yeah, you know, same thing they did with uh, you know the Star Wars kiss that everybody was got hot and bothered about. Um, you know, it's it, I don't know, but you're not wrong, Matt. You're not wrong. The um, I they, will they miss will they miss the uh, four hundred million dollar bump in the bottom line? I don't know. It it does almost call for uh, some kind of shareholder activism, and it makes you wonder if if um, if maybe we are moving into an era where that's more important again. I mean, it kind of cycles over the years. There are times when it has and times that it hasn't. But now, you know, if nothing else, with this highly visible Elon Musk situation and Twitter, that also uh, gives people ideas, you know, right. and, and he's not the only billionaire with ideas. There, yeah. are, there are other people out there who could be playing this game. Uh, or consortiums of people putting their money together to play this game. And, uh, you know, this, this Disney thing, the, the, the management is so um, oblivious to their clients, yeah. it, begs, it begs that kind of activism, I think. So let me um, ask this, though. If you've, got, if you've got individual shareholders, they decide that they're going to take action. We must do something, yeah, you know, in cap, cap, capital letters, and they all band together. How much can they do in the face of Vanguard and BlackRock well, apparently being they, okay with all of this? The, the thing is, is what they can do is, you know, they can throw in with somebody else. I mean, that's what was going to happen with Elon Musk. He right. only owned 15 percent of the company. Yeah. But when he came in and said, I want to change things, you know, he was betting on the fact that there were huge numbers of people that were with him on that. And I think that's the same thing here with Disney and with some of these other companies. I, there's at least that potential. And what happens is management responds to that. You know, they don't necessarily want it to ever go to a vote (laughs) you know what they want is they want to respond to it and make it go away and so uh, that that's it's the threat of of some kind of corporate governance that causes chains often yeah well and elon currently owns i think he's still around the nine percent level i don't think anything is really moved forward and they are already putting a lot of people back on twitter that uh, nobody's voting to put them on. Right. They are now reappearing. It's weird. Management it knows where they're headed. Funny how exactly. that works. And I agree with you, Matt. And I, I think even to further that, um, consider the fact that they locked the employees out of you know any type of management of the system, and immediately you had a return to you know a fun environment in Twitter. I it have to wonder great. if part of that. Let's we we have to lock it down because the regulations say we have to lock everything down. 
how much of that was before we lock it down, let's delete all of the shenanigans code and kind of take it back to square one before it's basically let's 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 get rid of all the evidence of everything that we've been doing because you you have the media people you know over at CNN and MSNBC saying well we can't have Elon Musk own this they'll they'll be able to to ban politicians and ban political parties and <laughs> control speech and all that and it's like that's what we're supposed to be doing it's like you're not supposed yeah. to admit that stuff out loud i don't think and you know they are and disney's in that same kind of boat where they're sitting there going well yeah we're going to get into all of this stuff whether you like it or not yeah, I, you know, I played the clip you're referring to, or at least one of the clips that you're referring to, because there have been many. They've been saying this stuff for a while. They've been yeah. saying the quiet part out loud. And um, I played one of those clips from uh, MSNBC. Uh, I refer to them as something different on my channel over on YouTube. <laughs> uh, but um, I, in my, my Sunday night show, my late night culture show is a little looser with my language. I'm usually very restrained and, and professional. Uh, but on Sunday, we get a little looser over there. And I last played that night, Last night got pretty loose. <laughs> it, uh, it got pretty loose. Um, but, uh, well, and I, I'd also had a, an adult beverage or two at that point. So that's always not helpful. But, um, the, uh, the, the, the main point is that's, that's been happening for a while and it just exposes them. They, they, they we call that projection, yeah. right? They, they, they're, they're, right. Just, they're, they're, they're telling you that they fear what they've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they remind, they remind me of a, a football team that can't win. So they want to shorten the field and get rid of the referees and change some of the rules. That, 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 that's pretty much the way they operate. And, um, you know, and, and then you've got the other side that's like, no, these are the rules we've always had and we aren't going to change them. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. But they've been in control for a while, so Long we'll see. Time. Yeah, I have to ask a question. Do you guys remember, because you were talking about, uh, Dan, you were talking about the um, – uh, the, the the people getting more active and acting yeah. more activists with stocks. You remember AMC and GameStop? Oh yeah, yeah. we oh, talked yeah. about that quite a bit here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, mean, I believe it's already. It's we are in a position yeah. to do it right, and this is why Reddit immediately started to change some of their moderation because it was incredibly effective to have people doing these 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 uh, the short squeezes. You know, you had a yep. bunch of people coming together for a short squeeze. And it was well, amazing. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and and interestingly, uh, to follow up on that a little bit, did you see where uh, Bill Huang, the guy who was, um, he was he was the guy who owned the hedge fund that was shorting GameStop in a huge way, and he had borrowed from all these banks and stuff to keep buying more and more and more. He was indicted this week. Wow, oh, was he? I mean, big time. Yeah, big time. Uh, that um, I think, as I recall, I don't remember all the details, but I think it was federal banking laws or something that uh, that uh, he violated. Apparently, they, that exposed- allegedly, I should say. Well, there you yeah. go, Dan. Yeah, no, that that exposed a lot of that, though, right? Because, Absolutely, because it 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 showed that they were allowing uh, people to extend beyond the you know settle. They're yeah. supposed to settle that and, and people weren't doing it. Robin Hood got in trouble right away and was called out and from all sides. Right. Um, they, they gosh, they, everybody got involved that 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 week. Right. And it was and it was glorious. And, it, and again, I think it can be done. I think we just mm. we, we have to go about, you know, putting our money into things that we want to change. I think activism can work. What, I, I actually saw that on the screen. Uh, how, how far down are they headed now? I'm just curious. They are right now at one eleven thirty four. That's about yeah. what they've been today. 
one eleven forty one. They're they're bouncing a little bit, but yeah, down thirty four percent. It's that's, just going to keep going. That's uh, how many months across how many? Oh, months? this is the six month today. Uh, down point sixteen percent. So it's not it's not down it's a lot. Bad. Yeah. It, it, gosh, bouncing. last week it seemed like they were trending down three percent a day. Yeah. It was insane. Well, the day is young. <laughs> it's <Right>? true. <laughs> Markets don't close. All that, it's it's kind of like professional basketball. All that really matters is the last 30 minutes of the trading day. That's right. That's right. Indeed. All right. Indeed. Well, we are past our last 30 minutes, oh. and I know Culture Casino has a hard out, but uh, let me uh, put his channel up. You can find him on YouTube and Odyssey and Twitter. <clears throat> Twitter's still one of those really fun places. Uh, but uh, he's got a number of different shows. At, you know, all of this discussion that we've had today, uh, Culture, now has me wondering what you look like in a suit and tie. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it, it, wow. I walked away from the corporate world. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I did 20 years ago. I, I, I've, I'd always been growing up and it's just a little personal. I'd always been a serial entrepreneur. Right. And once I put on the suit, you know, and, and, and got into the field that I had gone to school for and, I was dissatisfied in a period of four or five years and was just like, nah, I'm going to go out and do my own thing. Yeah. So but I, I, and I still put, I put on the suit and tie. You have to sometimes, but, uh, and Dan, uh, people can find you where on Facebook or at family investment center.com. And Matthew, you're a, a little more I'm private. Kind of anonymous. But just you're... find me on Facebook. If... All right. And, uh, of course we're on, <sighs> all of them (laughs) we're not on we're not on truth we're not on tiktok we're not on on uh uh, tumblr or snapchat so i guess we're we're probably not going to appeal to the to the millennials i guess out there whoever who's using tiktok these days i don't know all right so there's all of those places where you can find us the newsletter you can sign up for if you've got review materials you want to send us there's the mailing address and if you've got money you want to send us there's a way to do that too uh, I want to thank all of the folks here, the, you guys in the chat, and uh, Matt, Dan, Culture Casino, thanks very much for being here. Gentlemen. Thank you. Hey, Lots of fun. And okay. thanks to everybody uh, who has been here, whether you're here live or in your replay, replay, leave us a comment, send us an email, live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com, and we will do this all again tomorrow, tonight. We've got a brand new H2O podcast. I'm not exactly sure what we're talking about, but we're going to be talking about something, and we will be brilliant at it, right? All right, that's going to be it for us today. Remember, there are four lights. Back tomorrow. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. 